everyone welcome to friday night live with your host ben and rob you know it's october and halloween time means metaphysical mysteries of all sorts yeah let's take sunken continents like zelandia are being confirmed ever curses heard? of old seem to have affected major events in history ever heard about the exhumed body of tamerlane's tomb during world war ii and why did 10 days suddenly disappear from the calendar in 1582 <laughs> Are dragonflies both apex predators and humanity's secret helpers? Well, with strange historical accounts, weirder news, a live Q&A, and more, this Friday Night Live from Edge of Wonder will unravel the truth. So we'll see you out on the edge. Hey, how is everyone doing? How are Good. you doing? Well, and hey, if you're out there listening to the Edge of Wonder podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or elsewhere, leave us a five-star rating and review to help us reach even more people. And remember to like and follow and subscribe on YouTube, Rumble, Ganjing World, Twitter, Facebook, in heaven, wherever you are. <laughs> um, ben, how you doing? Good, good. How are you doing, Rob? So you're, you were telling me that you have a story, something about a bee... Oh, no, it was it was worse than bees. Um, Yellow jackets are a lot more aggressive than bees. And they they sting in swarms, apparently, that I learned today. So uh, here I am. I'm outside. I'm I'm thinking, you know what? I'm going to get ahead of these leaves that are starting to fall and blowing stuff around. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but yellow jackets don't necessarily create those beautiful like honeycomb beehives that are hanging from trees or in bushes mm-hmm. they're full on in the ground so i'm 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 blowing and uh all of a sudden i feel something on my hand and i look down and there is a swarm of yellow jackets all over me dude that's nuts so it starts to sting my hand and i just i kind of dropped the blower and i smacked it and then i i just sprinted off (laughs) i sprinted for the garage right so i get to the garage i put the blower down and i'm like i'm going inside you know and then i looked i get inside i go into the kitchen and there's four yellow jackets on me still trying to sting me through my jeans wow on my t-shirt so i like I'm like, oh crap. I'm like yelling. I'm I'm like trying to get them off of me. They're falling on the ground and then they're they're going straight for the window to try to escape the yeah. house. And um, and I'm like, man, I, I can't really do anything about this. Like, I'm gonna have to kill these guys because like they're gonna sting again if I don't. So uh and so I keep finding them all over me. They're like, dude, they were That's they were so all up and down my leg, and one of them stung my leg. I got stung in the neck, I got stung on my hand, and then this is the best part. I'm like, okay, they're all taken care of. Like they're dead. 
you know, I threw them out, whatever. And then I'm, I start sit like my jeans are still on. I sit down on my jeans and the stingers are in my jeans and they're oh, hitting no me every part. Yeah. And so it Dude. was just like, I was like, man. And you know, what's crazy is if I seem a little intense right now, it's because bee venom has like, it's like, it's like injecting yourself with like six Red Bulls. Yeah, it, it, it can be. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just like pumped right now. But I'm also in pain. <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot you over some adrenaline, right? Yeah, now. right, exactly. <laughs> so this is this is cool. So before we were, uh, yeah, it's actually my birthday tomorrow, and I was like, well, how about that? I just burned off some karma right before my birthday. That's nice. That's a nice little birthday present. I'll take that. And uh, so we were kind of talking about this on the chat before the show uh, on Rise TV, and uh, Gemini Moon said, uh, "Ouch." Rob, I got stung by 14 yellow jackets when I was a kid at Dang. one time on an old swing set. Lindsay said, wow, did you have to go to the hospital? She said, uh, yes. All I remember is screaming bloody murder and my mom running over to get me uh, and the ride to the hospital. She was nine. And she said she never got near those swings again. <laughs> you, you know what? I, I don't know what I got stung by, but it might have been a yellow jacket when I was like, I was probably like somewhere between eight to 12 years old, somewhere around there. And I was outside and I was standing next to my cousin and I'm just standing here and he's talking to somebody. And all of a sudden I got this like intense, crazy pain in my hand. I got stung by something and I, it hurt so bad. All I did was just run around the house like four times. I just screaming That's <laughs> and literally it left a scar on my hand for, for like probably 15 years. I had, a, it looked like a freckle, but it was actually, it was, it was a, it was a, a sting bite. And I, I, it just like, I, I remember the whole day I was just in tears crying. Oh, so I don't know bad. what the heck stung me, but yeah, that's so yeah, those things can really hurt. Yeah. It feels like kind of, <laughs> well, bees are, I got stung by a bee once and it felt like an electric shock throughout my entire body. It must have got me in an AccuPoint or something. I saw uh, yeah, that probably did. It, it was like, like you mean like a regular bee? Yeah, I think it was a regular yeah. bee. And I just got and it was like Bwah! my whole body was like, you know, it felt like getting electrocuted. It was really, really interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, it must have just stung you like right at the right. I, I pulled one out of my neck one time. I didn't know. I was just I felt this pain. I'm like, what the heck? And then all of a sudden I realized I had like a bee in my hand and I pulled it out and I was like, eh. so that's crazy. Yeah. You know, yeah, I kind of feel like um, I'd be the ideal person to run into battle with because <laughs> I have a feeling like no matter how bad it would be, like how many things happened to me, I would probably just be like, well, you know, you pull the sword, pull your sword out with the hand you still have and just throw <laughs> it at the bad guy yeah. and laugh about whatever it was, you know, like, what are you going to do? That's hilarious. That's so funny. But anyway, Hey, Dave, screw the cabal Earl. Been with you from the beginning. Great job. Love ya. And Lindsay has a cute voice. The $50, uh, uh, donation there. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you guys for your support. Tis <laughs> scratch. <That's> <laughs> All right. Where do we want to start? <laughs> looks like we need to start at Sasquatch. Sasquatch. Okay. Well, because, yeah, we was, there's like a bunch of funny. We have like a lot of stuff to get into today. So 
All right. Well, yeah, this sax sax watch. <laughs> this is a dude that literally dresses up as a as like Bigfoot, but he plays the saxophone and he goes on tour. I can't believe this. <laughs> so you can it's sold out tour. Can you believe that? I guess this dude is really popular, but um, you can. That's not fair. Him. I want to go. I think he's coming to Florida. I can't imagine like I wonder if he is he's good. Why is he is this a Christmas song? Oh take me home. Okay. I thought it was something else. That's a country road. Okay, that's enough. Can only take so much saxophone. <laughs> if it is a sasquatch. I can't imagine having a whole concert of this no, dude. I, like the only thing they get in there is Sasquatch. <laughs> I couldn't do it. By the way, this is not sponsored. We just thought it was hilarious. Yeah, yeah no, totally not sponsored. But yeah, and all I but know it is should be sponsored. Florida. He's coming I mean, to Cleveland too. What's Sasquatch really thinking? Not having a uh, sponsor him. That's the question. <laughs> so true. <laughs> All right, I think you or Lindsay found this next thing. I haven't seen this yet, so I don't know what is going on here. Don't try this at home. Man tells man off, tells a, off bear. a bear. Yeah. The, it's loading, you guys. Oh, man. Um, there's... I have seen this clip, and um, yeah, that, that bear just didn't have anything on this guy. Oh, yeah, I think I've seen this too. Yeah, bear. I got, I got oh, a video just like well, the bear's upset and he just, he just a little swipe real quick because he's upset at him it's like no the bear's like dude i just want to chill here with you guys and you're trying to kick me out that guy didn't back down at all no he didn't he didn't even start running and the bear just listened damn watch the bear swipe there's like, hey, hey, hey. Mike, oh, wow, hey. dude. I mean, that guy is like lucky the bear just didn't attack just move, him. There was a couple that just got mauled by a bear and they died. I think he's thinking, like, if I don't do this, everybody's dead. Yeah, damn, dude. That's crazy. So, okay, so th this video is actually longer than the one we just showed you guys at home. Like, he, he kind of leads the bear through this entire area where they're, like, eating or whatever. And then the bear swipes at him and kind of keeps keeps going. And then he lifts up his shirt, and you can see, like, really kind of deep scratches. Like, yeah. they didn't really go too deep, but it was, like, it was, yeah. a, it was a swipe. Yeah. All right, what else we got? Secret rooms built in a home. This is pretty cool, check this out. This is a tour of all the secret rooms I built in my house in case a robber ever tries to break in. Oh wow. So if he manages to get past this painting at the end of the hallway, that's honestly no problem because I also built a secret mirror. This one's actually pretty cool because once you walk inside, you have your own little cubby to hang out in and you can literally see the entire room from inside the mirror. I even Dude, tested it on my girlfriend. Crazy. It's kind of funny. She had no idea I was here. I even planned out a robbery scenario where I told my cousin to come in and try to find me, and I was easily able to get them before they got me. 
Now, just in case the robber that's robbing my house gets super thirsty from robbing my house, I actually built a secret room behind my fridge. It's actually pretty cool. I can see everything that's going on inside of the Dude, fridge. that's insane. I tested it out on my girlfriend. <laughs> Feeling very happy. Dude, that now, is worse crazy. comes to worse, and I have to go mobile. I actually built this secret bush uh, with a little go-kart attached to it, so I can pretty much drive it wherever I want around my woods. The only thing I'm kind of realizing now is if you're a robber and you're watching this TikTok, um, maybe just keep this between us. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tour of all the secret rooms I built in my house. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of feel inspired by that. I, that I is really, it makes me want to like build a little compartment behind the fridge. I think I'm gonna. Okay, so I found this. This is this is totally, totally crazy. This is from the 70s. See, I don't know if you know this guy's name. Adriano. Adriano um, Celentano. Clinitano? Celentano. Oh, you said, okay. Dad, do you know who that is? Most Italians probably might know. I don't know. Anyway, this dude had a hit song in in Italy in the 70s. Are you the 90s? Well, this is this is from the 70s, but he he it was in the style of American song. Just listen to it. <laughs> play a little bit of this, Lindsay. It's okay, you can play it. No, like play. You gotta you, we gotta hear it. It's okay. We we can play this thing. Just play a little bit. I didn't know it's muted, sorry. Yeah. You gotta hear this thing. So if you can't understand what he's saying, what is he because he's not speaking English. He's not speaking. He wrote a song. He didn't know how to speak English. So he wrote a song that sounds like English. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's nothing it doesn't mean anything it doesn't mean anything it's just pure gibberish he just wrote a song trying to make it sound like english i can't even pronounce the name of the song it's that p word right there you want to try to take a stab at it <laughs> prison colon some console i have no idea like, yeah how do you pronounce it <laughs> I couldn't believe this. He was like, he, he was kind of like, well, American songs are really popular. Let me write one too. <laughs> wow. <laughs> he just made up work. Everybody was so into it there too. Yeah. The girls were, were totally rocking, rocking out. And when you're listening to it, you're actually like trying to pay attention. Like what it sounds like, you know, and he sounds does. like I'm just not hearing it correctly. Like, what's what's he saying right there? But then, like, you realize he's not saying anything. He does sound like a singer from the 70s, too. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, someone wrote in the comments, um, all of Italy thought it was real English at the time when he made this song. <laughs> <laughs> he's going around performing. He made this language up for his song, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. All right. So, so next, um, are we going to pull up the uh, the 10 days that vanished? OK, so yeah. check this out. Let's watch this first, because it's this. This has been going around everywhere. Check this out. Buddy, explain this. <laughs> OK, now he's going back in time. Watch the dates. 
right? Go to the month of October in the year 1582. Just wait. <laughs> Just wait. Ah, these videos. Here it is. Ready? Oh, dude. Oh, There's a weakness. Like, wait, in October. Did they just skip 10 days, or was it a glitch in the Matrix? Oh, so it's October 4th to the 15th. Yeah. Did somebody explain. Okay, That's so, weird. Okay, so, you know, everyone's like, is this a glitch in the Matrix? But actually, there is an explanation for this. <clears throat> so the, the Julian calendar was 11 minutes and 14 seconds longer than the time it takes the sun to return to the same position as seen from the Earth. The result was that the calendar drifted about one day for every 314 years. Mm -hmm. This meant okay. Easter's date was hard to calculate, but the, the Council of Nicaea, which is when all of that stuff went down, right? Oh, yeah. In, in 325, decreed... Uh, should fall on the first Sunday following the first full moon after the vernal equinox, which at the time fell on March 21st. So the growing discrepancy discrepancy between the date set by the council and the actual vernal equinox created this problem. Pope Gregory, the, what is that? The 13th, he signed a papal uh, bull in February 1582, promulgating the reformed calendar, the Gregorian calendar. Okay, and now in October of 1582, 10 days were dropped from the calendar to bring the vernal equinox from March 11th back to March 21st. The council chose October to avoid skipping any major Christian festivals. The problem was they skipped my birthday, Ben, in 1582. <laughs> yeah, they did. That's, uh, yeah. You know, I... I didn't know about this actually. This is very well, and the whole Council of Nicaea. Oh my gosh, it's such a massive rabbit hole for what they did in that council. That, you know? was, that is scary. We yeah. could do a series on that. Yeah, we did. We did talk about it on a few of our episodes. Right. Um, I can't remember which ones. Maybe it was the. Uh, I don't remember which ones actually, but I know we we did cover it in. Yeah, a lot. Of, I mean, that that's essentially when they're that deciding was, was, we were talking about paganism and basically how they merged in pagan <clears throat> ideas with the christian yep Maybe. yeah might have been yeah yeah i mean you know and, and and the other aspect is, is like you know we don't really know what they added and what they changed you know they, they they were picking and selecting what what went into the bible during that time and took out certain things and it was uh yeah is it is, is this when we did it <laughs> I think it might be this episode, but either way, that thumbnail is good not to show. My yeah, that thumbnail is on point. There. Insane. Oh, by the way, I, I think I have my Halloween costume, and you guys are going to really like it. Oh, really? <laughs> that reminded me. Yeah. Cool. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, thanks for teasing that. No problem. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, this is, this is, I mean, there, yeah, there's so much that, man, the, the whole calendar is really a massive rabbit hole in itself. I'm like switching over because then around the same time you still had the, um, 
it's like the Chinese that still have the um, the lunar calendars that they were still following during that time and and whatnot. But um, yeah, so all extremely interesting. Like it's, I can feel it in the air. It's that time, isn't it? Oh, it's the Bendela effect. It's the Bendela effect. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Oh wait, it looks like we're gonna. Oh. Have to do it. Trailer. We're going to show a trailer and when we get back. We'll get into the Bendela effect. Sounds good. Who is the mad butcher of Kingsbury Run? The Cleveland Torso murders are some of the most gruesome killings that have ever taken place in America. Some believe it was worse than Jack the Ripper's crimes. On September 5th, 1934, this small forsaken neighborhood that probably would have faded away into oblivion etched its name in history. And the weird part is, is that there were very suspicious circumstances revolving around the suspects, which adds even more mystery to these horrible crimes. Little did they know at the time that this would end up becoming the biggest investigation in the Cleveland Police Department's history. this is an edge of wonder halloween special and i promise we'll try to make you laugh through this dark topic hey ben what's yes. what's better than halloween um candy no <laughs> true crime true crime halloween. okay there you go true crime on halloween yeah. Tell us about that torso. Um, yeah, you guys. So this was this is this is an awesome episode. We really dived into what happened at the Cleveland Torso Murders, and it all came about because uh, my brother asked me about if I knew about it, and I said no. And literally everyone I'm asking, including people who live in Cleveland, Ohio, that I know, no one, no one heard about it. I was so dumbfounded. And the more I kept researching it, the more I'm like, dude, this is huge. Like, this is massive. And like, not many people knew about it. I was really surprised. So, um, and then I was like, this would be a really cool episode to do. And originally I was just kind of going to do it like kind of in passing. But then as I started writing it and researching it and everything, I was like, whoa, this is, there's a lot to this. So yeah, so we have our whole Halloween edition special out right now. Um, so we have the torso and then each, each Thursday of the whole month of October, we're dropping a Halloween episode. So next week it will all be about weird hauntings, um, including like the Stanley hotel, strange disappearances and, um, a, a note and a tombstone from beyond. So we've also got a couple of, uh, exclusive metaphysical episodes just for rise.tv subscribers one of them is on the ohio Melonheads, which is a super bizarre creepy story perfect for halloween and yeah. the other is about the dudley town dark entry forest and the crazy hauntings i guess you could say that go on there have gone on there it's a very very interesting uh uh, short series for you guys. So hope you enjoy all of that. Those will come out next week. Yeah. Cool. Nice.
Well, All right. play that transition, Lindsay. <laughs> this transition is too good. Yeah, it is. This is really awesome. All right. So now we're on to the Mandela effect. So um, th this one, I guess, you know, it is a lot of people kind of know about it, but I found some new like evidence, I guess you could say, or residual <laughs> new evidence. Yeah. So like the eury eurythmics, right? Like sweet dreams. Is it made of this or made of these? And there's a lot of like, well, I mean, <laughs> when what's her name? The short haired, red haired chick. What's her name? Um. Uh, oh my Annie god, Lennox. Annie Lennox. Yeah, dang it. It was sweet dreams are made of these, but it she's British, so could she have been saying this and it sounded like these because she's British? Maybe. Well, she's now saying this for sure, which is weird because, um, it doesn't because <laughs> like disagree and these sounds better than this and disagree, which makes more sense having like these. And then you're ending it with disagree. So this is them live. You know, I mean, you you could yeah. Anyway, sweet dreams are made of this. Who am I She's to definitely saying this. There. Yeah, Who am this I with disagree. What'd you say, Rob? This these rhymes with disagree. Yeah, that's exactly what Wait. I was saying. Right? This does not rhyme with it. That doesn't make. Oh, no, that's what doesn't make any sense. Now, if you're saying sweet dreams are made of this, then it actually makes a little bit more sense than like sweet dreams are made of these, which is like, what, what exactly is these? And it's like this. Okay. Well, we'll get into what this is, but yeah, it doesn't really rhyme. But so Marilyn Manson, you know, of course did the cover song. Well, there's some interesting things that I found related to this. Now I didn't really want to show like the Marilyn Manson video, but this one is live and you can't really see him. So it's like, but you can definitely hear him saying these. So he's, he's definitely saying these there. And in the guitar world, so I found a guitar world magazine from 1994. And they and I used to get these, they had like all the tabs to play guitar and everything else. And on this photo, um, that has the, the, the image in it, Lindsay, if you want to pull, you pull the first one up, this is, this one's from 1994 and it, and it has the lyrics in it and it says these in the lyrics. Can you like zoom in? Is it possible? Yeah. So this is from the Marilyn Manson, like how to play the guitar. And it says, sweet dreams are made of these, but from 1996, so they published they republished it again. It was either 96 or 98. I'm not sure. If you want to bring up the next image, Lindsay. Can you zoom in? They changed it to this. <laughs> they also have a typo. So could that be a typo as well? Maiden of this. Maiden of this. So yeah, <laughs> that uh, obviously you can't really. Dreams okay. are maiden of this. That's so weird. But yeah, the first one with these, and um, so you know, and and this this one, this one I I think was one of the first like I guess you could say like, quote unquote like you know, uh, residual or residue effects you know because everyone was talking about this. Yes. Everyone, 
What were you going to say? I said the remnants. Yeah, remnants of it. Yeah. And you know what's really interesting related to the Mandela effect as a whole? So CNN just published an article uh, last week. <laughs> the Mandela effect describes the false memories many, many of us share, but why can't scientists explain it? That's <laughs> nah, making fun of scientists. Yeah, it's just, it's really interesting because they, they get into the psycho, psychological phenomenon. They do admit like, oh yeah, like we, you know, it's this way, but it's clearly not this way, you know, and they're, and they actually get into like parallel worlds and they talk about, um, you know, Shazam and whatnot. But um, of course they're like, there's no movie. It doesn't exist. And everyone's just like thinking um, of, yeah, you know, this other movie or whatever. Speaking so of the shack movie. Yeah, they even bring in CERN in it though. They even talk about like the conspiracy is, is and doing. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't make any sense for them to report on this. It it's just Maybe, because are they just click baiting. I think I think it's a couple things. I think maybe one they're trying to get maybe like a younger crowd to to read to read this because right now the Mandela effect is huge. I'm on forums like on Reddit and Facebook, dude. Some of these have like hundreds of thousands of people ben, in these things. You should have your own forum called the Mandela effect. Yeah, actually, I probably should. You right? Really should. I'm kind of disappointed in you. Okay, I, yeah, I'll, you I'll got to do that. All right, I'll do that. That would be cool. There's so many of these that we've done now. So, uh, well, I think it's time for the, the metaphysical minute. Metaphysical minute. Load that trans. The strange, the paranormal, the wondrous. It's all around us. She's playing a trailer. I don't know why she was doing that. You know, I couldn't find the transition. And then I saw MPL, metaphysical, and I was like, oh, okay, there it is. Anyway, well, so... let's get on to the metaphysical minute. Well, anyway, um, so, Ben, I'm not sure if you saw this, but we had a uh, super viral video. Uh, yes. on our metaphysical TikTok and Instagram. And TikTok, I think, got over 15 million views. And on Instagram, I think it's up to about 6 million views. So over 20 million views on this thing across TikTok and Instagram. And yesterday, we found out that Ben Shapiro stitched this video. <laughs> yeah. Check this out. Check out his reaction. It's pretty funny. Dog. It's named Bunny the dog. And the dog was given a bunch of buttons. If you press a series of the buttons, you can actually formulate a sentence. And the dog started to use and learn English through these buttons that it's pressing to the point where the dog is actually having an incredible existential crisis right now, where it's looking in the mirror and it doesn't understand why it's a dog. It thinks and wants to be a human being to the point where owner, as I guess, put Bunny, this dog, on antidepressants because the, the dog will just stare in the mirror. It will constantly ask her, why dog? Why am I a dog? Dog, why? I don't know how to answer that. Because, because bunny dog. That's weird. That's super weird. And also, I don't know how much of that is Pavlovian response. I, I don't know the answer to this. <laughs> what was great about this though is that like if you go through Crazy. the comments uh on on that post that he made 
everyone's like, Ben Shapiro doesn't have a response for something. What's going on? <laughs> They're like, you've never not had an opinion on something. And then, and then of course, everyone's like, I love Bunny the dog and whatever. But it was just a, it was a really funny. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was actually, yeah, somebody that uh, a friend of mine in the area watches the show, he sent me this and he's like, dude, did you see this? And I was like, oh my gosh, I'll send it to Rob. So it's crazy. Yeah, that is crazy. <laughs> I wouldn't have known that he did that unless you you sent that last night. Yeah. <laughs> and what's pretty cool is your metaphysical clips are reaching Ben Shapiro, Khloe Kardashian, like people kind of all across the spectrum are really interested and yeah. metaphysical things. Yeah, actually. So for those of you at home that don't know, like we've had Khloe Kardashian like posts. We've had Ben Shapiro stitch them. You know, there's there's some famous, famous people actually following the metaphysical um, uh, <laughs> Instagram account. <laughs> we just need more YouTube views and followers over there for it to explode more. And um, <laughs> yeah, it'll help the uh, Rise TV a lot. <clears throat> anyway, um, on to our next crazy topic, which we were talking about. Dra uh, we were talking about yellow jackets when we first started uh, the program, but actually, we're going to do a little bit about dragonflies right now. We're going to talk a little bit about dragonflies. They are very, very strange. Have you ever looked into dragonflies, Ben? Oh yeah, yeah, I have actually a lot. Um... Yeah, and I, I there there is a lot to it too. Um, we can get it, we'll get into it like after we kind of talk talk about the story. Uh, there's because even there's like in almost every culture has something representing the the dragonflies, such as Chinese and American Native American culture especially uh, has a lot. Um, it was a very important. Uh, I, don't, I don't guess you can say it. it's an insect, but you know they looked at it as a sense of. Uh, transformation and a messenger of change and they felt that the dragonfly is a it connects people to the spirit world actually that's weird yeah these was, things other flies do not like dragonflies <clears throat> at all like probably the only thing the dragonfly has to be afraid of is a praying mantis because no one f's with a praying mantis like praying mantises even attack people Never mind, like <laughs> flies. Like they'll attack animals. They'll eat the heads off of a mouse. Like praying yeah, mantis heads off are each super other. scary. <laughs> but dragonflies, um, yeah, they are like apex predators. Mosquitoes will not get near them. Mm -mm. Um, we'll show. Actually, we'll show a video on this shortly. But why don't we go through a couple of these stories about dragonflies first? Um, just because there's a lot of connections people have to these things that are, that are kind of fascinating. Okay. So number one here is a woman we know told us, uh, this story, her grandmother and her mother always loved dragonflies. Uh, and for the two of them thing together and just like talk about dragonflies and all this stuff. Well, the grandmother passed away and of course it was really devastating for the family. And one day after the funeral, the mom was sitting outside missing her mother when she realized a dragonfly had landed on her right on her shoulder. She knew it was a sign sent from her mother. that She was okay at being watched over. After that, she got a dragonfly tattoo right on the spot where it had landed. And the whole experience helped her move, uh, move on with her grief. <laughs> you know, um, 
well, Lindsay knows somebody that too has a really personal story, but, but, um, butterflies, uh, there, there's like a whole thing with, with uh, butterflies for, for my family, actually. Like when my grandmother was obsessed with butterflies, she had probably like 200 butterfly pins. My mom was always like, well, after she died, we're like, what, what are we going to do with all these pins? Yeah. And then my mom's like, oh, I'll just wear one. And then I'm like, dude, we should just give one to like everybody in the family. And so like everyone wore to her funeral, a butterfly pen because she had so many of them. And, um, and after she died, uh, after my grandmother died, like my, my mom especially saw a lot of butterflies and there, she has like, I can't, I have to re re ask her the story. Cause there was something very specific that happened after my grandmother died that has to do with a butterfly. And, um, but I know like we, she was seeing a lot of butterflies, but Lindsay, you, you personally know somebody that had something experience with specifically with dragonflies, right? Yeah, actually I was going to play this off. Like it was a friend, but it was me. I'm just going to tell it. <laughs> okay. I didn't know if you wanted to say it was you or not. So I, just, I, was, you know, I was a little timid about it. I, I was, I'm glad that you're willing to say it's you. So, <laughs> you know, you won't show your face, but at least you'll, you'll tell you the story. So. <laughs> All right. Well, I was a vegetarian and that was kind of on and off for a while. Um, I just really was like thinking about how am I kind of contributing to suffering in the world. And I, I struggled with that a bit. So I was on and off vegetarian. Then I went vegan for a while. Um, cause I was just like, wow, I'm causing animal suffering. I might as well go all the way. If I'm going to be vegetarian, I'll be vegan. But then, you know, I grew, I, my understanding changed. And I think I reached the point where I was like, well, plants are lives too. Grains and fruits and veggies are lives and I have to be healthy for me. And this isn't to not knock anybody that's still a vegetarian or a vegan or anything. Um, like I really do get it. But for me, it just reached the point where I realized everything is suffering in different ways. So kind of as I reached that point um, where I'm like eating other things too, mm -hmm. I went into the bathroom and I saw there's like this little moth there on the wall. And I was like, well, I'm not going to kill it. Um, but if I leave it in here, it's going to like starve to death. And I'm having all these thoughts that are kind of like similar to how I was thinking about eating things. And I was like, well, I'll get a cup. I trap it against the wall. I slide a piece of paper underneath. I like put in effort to get this thing outside. So I open the door and I release the cup and the paper so it flies out. And as soon as it flies out, a dragonfly at that exact moment swoops in and grabs the moth <laughs> and just flies away. And it was funny because at that time, I, I just like burst out laughing and I probably also burst into tears a little bit because it was just like really funny to me how clear of a sign this was for me to be like everything has its time everything has its arrangement and no matter how much I try to influence things I can try to be a good person but in the end that was its time to die that was mm. my understanding and I think it really helped me to um like encounter that because it was very funny. That was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and, and like, you know, who knows what's next for the dragonfly. But I thought for me, that was like a really interesting way that that lesson was taught to me. And it was through a dragonfly. That's pretty funny. I think you're, I think That's your take cool home story. from that was good. Another person could have been like, wow, dragonflies are bastards. But yours was like, this really helped me process this. Nah, That's, That's a cool story, Lindsay. Okay, actually, let's play this Dragonflies are Apex Predators video that I found, because this is actually pretty cool. This guy's funny. Um, 
and the way he describes things is kind of funny. You got to check this out. It's loading. Hold on All one right. second, guys. Yeah. Why it's loading. Here you go. Yep. According to research, if you did not know this, dragonflies are like one of the deadliest predators in history ever. Just period. Apparently, they have like a 90 plus percent catch rate when it comes to bugs. It's a bug that has a, a high catch rate of bugs. That's fascinating to me. I saw a lady talk about that. Don't mind the sweat and everything. Your boy's trying to get healthy, okay? And I'm doing this after my low workout, okay? So calm down. <clears throat> I saw a lady that she bought a metal one like this one. Like this one right here. See this? Little metal one. Little clip. And she puts them on her backpack or hat and bugs stay away from her. She's not lying. Oh, interesting. They're terrified of this thing. This thing, he's just next to me on the porch. I can see the band of bugs around my porch. They won't come near me. I just wanted to do a little workout before my, my, my stream today. And I carried it. I don't have to wear hats or nothing anymore. No mosquito, bug, gnat, nothing will come near me with this thing. I bought it for like 20 bucks on Amazon. No, there's no link below. I'm just informing you of my findings as a scientist. According <laughs> to research, if you did not know Dude, this. I've heard about this, actually. Like I forgot that, yeah, I've heard this, that, that you, if you get like fake looking dragonflies and put them around, like bugs will stay away. Like that's true. All right. So one day mm -hmm. when I was, when I was, uh, living in one place in Texas, I'm going to my little apartment and I look down and I see a dead dragonfly. Cause you know, dragonflies will just kind of like die and then they dry out kind of. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But there were so many dragonflies in this area. And you know how they say everything's bigger in Texas, right? This dragonfly, Ben, was as big as my hand. Dang. It was crazy. as big as my hand. This big. I couldn't believe it. I took a photo of it, but the photo doesn't really do it justice because it's like, you, you can't really tell that it's as big as my hand. You know how that is. Yeah, right? I know. I know. I know. I could not believe how big yeah. this thing was. It was a Jurassic-sized dragonfly. Do they just have those in Texas, or do you think it was some kind no, of like I weird? Saw, thing? I saw other big dragonflies in Texas. Don't get me wrong, but nothing wow. the size of this thing. It was the size of a small dog. It was crazy, dude. That's crazy. Wow. That yeah. I, I've heard of other other. I well, you know, because. Lately, I, I'm actually hearing stories lately from a lot of different people that they're seeing all kinds of like strange creatures and whatnot. And, um, you know, it, it's like oversized things that are bigger than normal or even like pterodactyls that we we like Thunderbird. We had that on, on the show, you know, and it's like it could be some with all these like Mandela effects and like so much weirdness going on in the world and like CERN doing whatever. I mean, who knows if like some portals are just kind of like, you know, it's like Marvel movies where just like some random portal just opens up and things just coming out and coming out. Who knows, you know, but that's why I'm just kind of wondering about that. So, well, yeah, check this out. Some, we've got some, some like data here on dragonflies. Mm -hmm. They eat mosquitoes 30 to hundreds per day. They don't harm humans. They're the most effective hunters in the animal kingdom, a 95% success rate compared to 25% for lions and 50% for sharks. 95% <laughs> success rate. 50%. Drag <laughs> Dragonflies have been around since before the dinosaurs. The oldest known lived more than 300 million <clears throat> years ago. So, I, I mean, 
sorry, do I have to say this? If if evolution is a thing, then how did these things not evolve out of a dragonfly state? I don't get it. How are they still dragonflies? <laughs> Can anyone explain that to me? All right, back to the back that's to all. The, that's always what I want to know too. The they they found and by the way, they found um, fossilized rocks with the, these giant dragonflies in it. That's mm. that's how they know that they're that old. For example, dude, yeah, the prehistoric ones were mm -hmm. as big as crows with a thirty-inch wing span. Which yeah. is like even that one that was the size of my hand was small compared to these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they can fly up to thirty-five miles per hour, Ben. These things can beat you in a race on your bike. I know you have one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, but I used to. Right. They're faster like than the average hummingbird, but beat their wings almost ten times slower than bees. They can fly backwards, loop to loop, and hover in place. Their wings tear apart bacteria. Their wings tear yeah. apart bacteria. That's crazy. Billions of tiny nanostructures, fingers, are small enough to grab a bacteria and hold on. And as bacteria try to escape, they tear themselves apart, keeping the dragonfly safe and healthy. These things are badasses, dude. Yeah, they, they, they really are. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is she she's this guy's running from a dragonfly clearly is that what's going on it's michael it's scott yeah um yeah the, and there was that so there was this movie in 2002 i actually i remember seeing it uh called it was just called dragonfly it was with kevin costner and actually the premise is a really awesome premise i i honestly i can't really i i can't really remember it's been a long time since i've seen the movie i just remember but the storyline is really it's about near-death experiences so his wife um, goes to like some village in I think South Africa or South America, one of the two, and she ends up dying there. And he, he starts having like some dreams about her. And there was there was a, there was a woman or a little girl in a hospital who like died for a little bit. And she when she she came back to life and she's like talking to Kevin Cost Costner and she's telling him that she saw his wife. And that she has this like message for him. Like she had to come back to like deliver this message from his wife. So then he ends up like having all these weird things where he feels like he needs to go where his wife dies. And so he ends up going there. Oh yeah. And she had a dragonfly, a birthmark on her arm. And she was like obsessed with dragonflies and he starts seeing dragonflies everywhere. And he feels like they're kind of leading him down this path. I, I don't want to really reveal the ending because it's kind of almost like six cents. Yeah, he sees Shoeless Joe Jackson at the end. They say, <laughs> if you build it, they will come and it's all over, right? He will come. Yeah, that's the Mandela effect. Too. <laughs> sorry to go there. It's all good. All right, but, sorry, um, that can of Bendela effect worms. So funny. But no, anyway, it's it's actually like the, the whole premise in, in like spirituality and like, uh, you know, dealing with near death experiences and maybe even past lives, like all kind of exist in this movie. The ending is kind of like a sixth sense kind of twist, but in a positive, uplifting way. But I, I don't I'm, I don't want to reveal it. So anybody that's kind of wants to see a pretty decent movie with a good storyline, but maybe not, you know, it's not going to be one that you're going to be like, wow, that was such an awesome movie, but there is some really cool elements into it. So, so we're not, we're not entirely done with dragonflies yet because we've got some history and mythology and mm -hmm. from both, I guess you could say Western culture 
and then also from Native American culture. And this is pretty interesting. Yeah. So in the story of St. George in Romania, Romanian folklore, the devil turned St. George's horse into a huge insect that earned dragonflies the Romanian name for devil's horse. Since the Romanian word drac means both devil and dragon, the insect soon became dragonfly. That's interesting. Hmm. That is, I didn't know that. Yeah, me either. Uh, okay. So dragonfly meaning in Native American culture. In the Native American beliefs, the dragonfly is often seen as a messenger of change and transformation, assisting individuals in recognizing their true selves and navigating life's challenges. Uh, the connection It has a connection to the spirit world, which is what you were just telling us in Kevin mm -hmm. Costner's movies. Um, Native Americans believe the dragonfly can help communicate with deceased ancestors and spirits. Right. Which is, which is actually, so in the movie dragonfly, it actually takes this literally. And so a lot of the, the elements that the native Americans describe are in the movie. So he's seeing this dragonfly kind of representing his wife and, you know, she has the birthmark and whatnot. So it's really kind of interesting concept. And okay, so, yeah, go ahead. Well, yeah. And then also like embrace change is another one yeah. that for the native American and, um, they're known for, you know, like Rob was talking about earlier, the complex flight patterns, how it can do all these things that normal bugs can't do. So for Native Americans, they looked at it as like illusion versus reality and kind of looking at our world as like a world of like almost illusion in a way. And um, or you, you it's like to them, I think you can see like certain things in the past, certain things in the like, you know, and then looking ahead well, and look at their bodies are like that almost they're so different than any the other colors bug. like change. They're almost efflorescent. Yeah. I don't know what to call. Is that the word for it? <laughs> Lindsay's like, nope, that's not the word for it at did all. You just, did you say fluorescence? Yeah, it's like the, some strange, well, lu lu like luminescent or something where it's like the, it's not really one color. Like it looks it's green, almost like, well, like me metallic, metallic shiny iridescent. metallic is what it kind of looks like. Iridescent is the word I'm looking for. Iridescent. Yes. Yes. I'm like, okay, I, there is a word there. I can't think of it either. I like efflorescence Ir better for the record. <laughs> iridescent. I, I know what you're metallic. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're going to show another trailer. You guys, when we get back, we got Wait topic on. Ancients. One more thing before we show the trailer. Oh, yeah. What's that? I want to get your live reaction on this Instagram video of what looks like real dragon fire. Real Ooh. dragon fire in real life. Check this out. Watch this. Is this real? Wow. Wow, this is from different angles. Holy cow, that seriously looks like some kind of like... Wow, dude. Now, hey, could this be a direct energy oh, weapon? Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Or a UFO or something I, like, like that. I watched that over a few times, and the more I watched it, the more it looked like an invisible dragon was like <clears throat> blazing something. Well, it's... It's great that it, it's showing it from different camera angles so that you know it's not like CGI. But I mean, that that, that actually, ha I, I, yeah, you could look it up and it was like this explosion in China. But seriously, crazy. 
maybe it is ah, with especially with the ccp there i mean who knows what you know they could be like covering up something that they mis did a mistake on or i'll just blow this thing up and yeah call let's, it a day uh, let's just fire the laser down into uh shanghai or brock, brock said direct energy dragon <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's probably what the name of that thing is called ded that's hilarious all right all right let's show the trailer about our uh, more of our halloween special when we come back we'll get into ancient civilizations i assure you vampires are just in the movies i would swear it on my soul if I had one. <laughs> uh. What truths are lurking in our legends? They couldn't possibly be based on a real-life monster, could they? Vlad the Impaler was not just known for his war tactics. Some say that he was also the world's first vampire, Dracula. But is it all just a batty tale? Or are the movies talking about something real? Find out in part one of Edge of Wonders Halloween series, Vlad the Impaler and Dracula. Yeah, so in, if you guys didn't know, we were talking a lot about dragonflies and St. George in Romanian. Drac actually means dragon and devil. Vlad the Impaler, Dracula, means dragon or devil devil right. yeah really yeah um and this is why vlad the impaler was vlad vlad dracul or vlad the dragon and he was in the order of the dragon and so was elizabeth bathory and that uh episode will take you through all of that it's pretty creepy yeah mm -hmm. check that out on rise.tv you guys <clears throat> all right ancient civilizations Zelandia. I have to admit, this is something I, I didn't I didn't hear about or didn't even know about until they started until this like really started coming out. Yeah. Do you did you hear anything about this? This Zelandia. Yeah, you know, just recently, I was researching uh, Lemuria and the continent, the lost continent of Mu, which Mu. people confuse a lot. And then also, as I was researching that, I stumbled upon this. I guess, fact that if the waters sank 400 feet, which is about what they were before the flood, it would reveal an entire continent below New Zealand called Zelandia. That's yeah. so insane. It's that pretty big, really too. Insane. I mean, it's not, it's not small. The other aspect is like, we, we don't even know if this could have been connected to um, even, even what is like, antarctica now you know like, yeah i mean all this stuff's kind of connected right yeah mm -hmm. new zealand is is south of australia correct isn't it like north that's also mandela effect by the way <laughs> i know i can never remember that's why like, <laughs> it's it's south right it's south of it's yeah, south yeah, yeah. Of i always want to say north but it's south i said north earlier but it is south yeah, th this is, I don't know if people are just misremembering it or if it really is a Mandela effect, but there's a lot of people that believe it's North. Because I was always told that uh, Australia, I always re remembered Australia being the most Southern continent. Or Well, I mean, if you could just sink yeah. the ocean just 400 feet, all of that would probably just 
imagine what's on there. Yeah. Like what? Seriously. Civilization on there, dude. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ancient one. What is the most insane about this? Like really getting into this article was the fact that this Zelandias, they says scientists believe they mapped Zelandia more thoroughly than any other continent on earth. I don't even know how that's possible considering that this is underwater. <laughs> that's just, I feel like they're just screwing. This just sounds like they're screwing with us. Like, I don't even know. I mean, maybe, maybe they're just like putting a bunch of focus on this. Uh, I know. Anyway. Like, okay, maybe that's true, but if that's true, then we should probably start paying a lot more attention to what's there because they well, must be after something or that, some technology. Oh my gosh, you're right? probably so right. Some something that they found probably like some like on the continent itself underwater, they probably found some kind of ancient remains or um maybe massive pyramid or something like that, right? And also that 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 also shows me okay, that means that we haven't really explored a lot of earth, especially underwater, right? Who knows what what we could find? The animals that we could probably didn't know that existed we would find cures for cancer strange plants that we never knew about you know i mean they're finding life in all kinds of weird places and you know recently in china they found that massive what was it like a massive cave that was like underground that they didn't know about and had a whole ecosystem and plants well, that, and, that, and what fossils are there i mean look like australia is weird now <laughs> australia is already weird koalas <laughs> like bats that are the size of foxes i mean like what's on zelandia under the water you know so true so true it's they said it's two million square miles underwater and it took a decade of or decades actually to map to map this all out and this is i mean i didn't even know about this so this is really yeah, it's really interesting. It says it's half the size of Australia as volcanoes, valleys, rifts, and uh, mountains. So. Okay, they said scientists believe they've mapped Zealandia more thoroughly than other any other continent because they mapped the surface features, but also the boundary where the continent and ocean usually meet. It's a feature that's largely unknown for other continents. Okay. So like, for example, you know, as soon as like United States ends on the beach or on the shore, it goes in the water. It's like, that's it. You know, they don't really consider that anymore, like the United States land. And so I guess what they're saying is since they were able to map out underwater, they, they really extended out. Like if you extend out underwater, you know, you, who knows, you know, you'd probably find land masses that, that extend out, you know, including the United States or any other continent in the world. But maybe that's why they're like, we only explored like 5% quote unquote, because I don't really believe that. Yeah. They... I'm kind of on the fence about what this means really, <clears throat> because Me too. think about like the Yanaguni monument off the coast of Japan, which, um, I mean, really like that's, complete evidence of the waters being 400 feet lower and there having been really ancient structures here and no one will touch it with a 10 foot pole. Like right. no one will talk about that. No one will talk about all kinds of other structures found underneath the water. They stay away from the water and yet they're, well, they're researching Zeland Zelandia as if it's like a thing, 
So does that mean nothing is there and that's why they're telling us about it? Or does it mean that they're after something? I can't, I don't know. Yeah, I know. There, there's so many interesting things like off Japan too, that they found, um, gosh, I mean, just everywhere underwater. I mean, it, you could almost look at it as like at one point, it seems like, you Can know, you every Ben, look at this picture. Yeah. Can you believe that scientists with a straight face say that lava created? Yeah, lava created this, even though it's perfectly square cut lines in bricks that laid next to each other. Like, yeah, that that was just and like. Then, and then they're like, point. they're like, why don't people trust us? <laughs> I'm like, that's why. Like, that is why. Is because you show me a picture of the Yanaguni monument and with a straight face, you tell me lava made that and you're an expert and I should believe you. Give me a break. Yeah, it's my, so weird. Dude, my like, my my two-year-old nephew or niece could tell you that somebody must have carved that. Yeah, I mean, ah. seriously, any anybody that, that understands structures would be like, yeah, that's obviously carved. I mean, I'm... It's just so weird that they say these things. I don't know. And if you talk to like scuba divers, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll all say like, there's all kinds of crazy things that they've encountered underwater, you know, from, but the ones off Japan are massive. They are so big. There's all those photos that came out, um, like maybe a couple of decades okay, so ago. For those of you at home, if you're looking for more information on Atlantis, Lemuria, Mu, even Zelandia. Check Zelandia. out, yeah, check out our metaphysical series on Mount Shasta and Lemuria, where we actually go through all of this stuff and we explain the confusion that people have had, all the different players that have found these things, why it's called Lemuria. You know why it's called Lemuria, right, Ben? Um, because well, they found lemurs on the west coast of Australia, on the east coast of new caledonia and then uh in india on the bottom of india and if you'd connect those by a continent you'd call that continent lemuria that's actually why <laughs> a lot of people don't know that i don't know if that's the real reason no why that it's is lemuria. No, 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 no i mean the real like right i mean that's no no that that is historically why it got coined the term lemuria in the first place is that the the people studying fossils found that and decided to call it lemuria and then helena blavatsky picked it up and started promoting it everywhere and um, we have a whole episode on Helena Blavatsky and what a numbskull she was. You should check that out, too. Um, but the Lemurians, the, the aspects of the Lemurians, but go back further. Well, yes, but, but you can't really, you wouldn't necessarily, why are they may not be called Lemurians. They may are not calling it Lemurians. Yeah, like, they may have not called themselves Lemurians. You know? Yeah, it, it, could, it was just a, it was whatever continent from yeah. a civilization, right? That's but like it's just landed on Lemuria for some reason. And now people think it's in the Pacific. And anyway, it's a whole big thing. All big history. <clears throat> Let's see. All right. We need to do the Tamberland's curse. Tamberland's, Tamberland's curse. curse. Yes. Yeah. This is actually pretty crazy. Yeah, so it is. Now they're Tamerlane reportedly shared a common ancestor with a descendant of Genghis Khan, which doesn't necessarily mean that much. I mean, Genghis Khan had like 828 kids. You know what I mean? Like, that's kind of how it was, is like the Khans were kind of trying to spread their seed. Um, so on, uh, this is interesting. On June 19th, 1941, 
Timur's body, this guy, was exhumed. Soviet anthropologists examined his remains. Um, he was 5'8", which was tall for the time. <laughs> Timur's right thigh bone had been knitted together with his kneecap, and his knee joint looked like he kept the leg bent at all times, so he would have limped. He was broad-chested, had red hair, and a beard. So just kind of like the dwarves from Lord of the Rings. Um, Timur's tomb. Now, this is where it gets really cool. Tell me if you've heard this. Timur's yeah, yeah. tomb was allegedly inscribed with a curse, though. And it was, when I rise from the dead, the world shall tremble. Inside the casket was another note. Whoever opens <laughs> my tomb shall unleash an invader more terrible than I. Okay, so who do you think that this is 1941? 1941, right? Who appeared on the scene right after they exhumed his Adolf Hitler? Yeah, man. So three days after um, they raided the tomb, uh, Hitler invaded the Soviet Union. <laughs> and and actually, the other weird thing is is there was a specific smell. So, um, because they, there was like ancient, um, residue of like incense, I guess, like when they, when they wrapped the body up in it. So when they opened it, they had, there was this smell that was kind of lingering. And at first they, they, they noticed it was kind of sweet. And they also found that it was the same kind of smell when they opened up one of the Pharaoh tombs. And I can't remember which one it was it's now. Sweet but smell. It didn't. Yeah. They they know they said it was like a they described it as like a musty kind of sweet like certain incense and whatnot. I mean this is old right so it was just like there so when they almost like when they when they opened it this like powder dust just kind of came out in the air and it just kind of like you know and at first they thought maybe they're gonna die of a curse there was like some kind of poison thing or something or you know the yeah but then they're like oh no it's okay you know blah 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 so then they're like oh everything's fine and then three days later Hitler. <laughs> Don't know if that's totally related, but you know, I mean, there's that there's dude, there's so many curses throughout history that yeah. warn people of these things. It's like, you know, you open Pandora's box and it's like, you know, is it a and result of this? But you did a whole like a series on curses. Yeah, I did actually on my Ben Solo show. I did a whole thing about um ancient curses from everything. Like, for example, when they opened Ting Ting Tut's tomb. You know, it was like the same thing where they were like, oh, yeah, there was a curse, but whatever, you know, and then gradually um, one person died, I think, within a year. And then the whole team that found King Tut's tomb um, died f fairly within within years. But, you know, one of like some of them got cancer from the air that was there and some other things. So, I mean, I don't know. Moral of the story. I don't know if we should touch a lot of tombs. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my my uh my uh yeah, don't disturb the dead right don't I mean, disturb the dead yeah no matter how old it is we have no idea what we're doing honestly who knows so yeah anyway these are all um shows that i did on different curses oh man you did the doll yeah dude that doll is freaky what's its name again robert the doll and i might be uh they have a tour here in Florida and I, I might be going to it to, uh, can I don't you know. Film like yeah. can you like actually film during it. 
You can. You actually, yes, you can. Um, I, I'm still kind of, they, they have like a special tour that you can do with like, you know, so you can see Robert the doll. I'm still kind of on the fence about it, but supposedly. You gotta go and film this. Yeah. It, you just got to like have supposedly like be courteous to it and you got to ask it if it's okay to film. And then supposedly I think you, can you film should, it. I think you should threaten it and drop an elbow on it. Personally. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I know. <laughs> so yeah I'll, I'll keep you guys updated so i Wasn't might it, be going didn't, to that didn't, isn't there some story about ozzy osborne where yeah i was telling uh, i don't know when it was tuesday or last week yeah. yeah so um because his son jack actually has a podcast or like a video youtube show and he went there and then ozzy came and joined him and they were interacting with the doll and ozzy was like making fun of the doll and saying things to it and then soon after that ozzy osborne found out he had cancer so he lived through it. Everything's okay, but but he regretted it, and he was like, he regretted it, and he believes that it could have been as a result for for his his interaction with the doll. It had nothing to do with like your 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 crazy like the sixties, the seventies, the eighties of just being on stage and being totally insane. Just being totally insane. What was it? What did he like? Bit the head off of something. Yeah, you like bit a head off of a live a bat. bat or something like that. That nothing to do with that. <laughs> it was Robert's doll. It's like everyone forgets about that one. Yeah. But uh yeah. <laughs> Ozzy Osbourne sure did some weird things. That yeah, was he, yeah, yeah, totally. yeah. Okay, well, um <laughs> yes. we should probably <clears throat> go over to rise.tv. Um, and before we do, you guys, we have prepared this month for you all. If you're watching this right now and you want to support our work, we have a really strong month of Halloween content coming out. Um, we just published the torso uh, murders. We've got a ton more stuff. Ben, why don't you tell them what's coming out? Yeah, so this Thursday, we have um, more like curses and strange ghost stories and vanishings that will happen all this week. So there's different stories kind of in one episode that we, that Rob and I tell. And then we also have um, ghost ships of the Bermuda triangle. So all these missing ships or crew uh, throughout history. And then there, it's also like a worldwide phenomenon. So like strange va vanishings, hauntings, and um, also there's a message from a tombstone that we get into that's like a real life story. So all of that's coming out on Rise TV all this month. So And not only that, but we've got some stuff on there. If you're looking for classic Halloween stuff like oh, vampires, yeah. werewolves, like the true stories and histories okay. of these things. We've got the true story of the Salem witch trials that really no one else has. You guys will. I mean, we just track down everything in history about this stuff. It's really cool. And then, of course, those crazy metaphysical episodes I was telling you about, the Ohio Melonheads, the Dudley Town Dark Entry Forest. Um, it's just so yeah. much content here, you guys. Ted Bundy as well, like true crime stuff, like all this Halloween content. I mean, we've been doing the show for like five years now. So, yeah. I mean, we have so much Halloween content. That every Halloween, we're like, oh, let's just... So do some stuff. So and I don't mean to be, I don't mean to be like uh, arrogant. It's not like that, but I really feel like no one really tracked these things down. Like we did. Yeah. No no, one really I, I definitely agree. 
the way that we did. Yeah. I mean, with it, we spent so much, yeah, we spent so long, like on the research side of things and, and specifically, you know, looking for things that other people didn't come to the conclusions to or find, um, you know, like we, we really, Rob and I, um, just really dove into these things to really pull what we can out. And it's like, okay, here's a story that everyone knows, but we're going to come at it from a different angle and present information that you guys don't know. So that, that was kind of the whole inspiration for a lot of the Halloween specials that we were doing everything from, and then we were finding like strange things throughout history too. For example, um, there's like some really, um, insane things about some supposed vampires that like people in the town, uh, b would bury people a very specific way. Like one person, went, <laughs> he was buried with like a, 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 like a silver stake or something, you know, yeah. in, in the chest. So in other words, if like a person was trying to rise from the dead, it was like the silver stake or whatever was like in the chest and it wouldn't even, yeah. you know. So I can't remember that was in the U.S. actually. So there's other stories about that. So yeah, and that stuff was happening all over all over Europe too for a long time. Mm -hmm. um, well, you guys, it's only it's only nine ninety nine a month, which is like honestly, I mean, probably a cup and a half of coffee from Starbucks now. <laughs> That's how expensive it is. Our <laughs> prices have not gone up. Uh, but like, you'll have a ball with your friends and family if you if you subscribe to us. It'll really help us a lot support our work. We'll be able to create more of this content for you guys. Um, and yeah, I mean, thanks so much for being with us tonight. And um, do you have anything else to add, Ben? We'll just head over to Rise TV and do right, head questions. over to Rise TV. We're going to get into your questions to a Q&A live Q&A, of course. And we have our top 10 weirder news of the week. And we have some really good ones, some, some Halloween related ones too. Uh, everything from a chucky terrorizing a alabama neighborhood to um the uh glow in the dark engineered petunias 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 yeah what? and a mermaid puppy so oh yeah okay awesome well you guys stick around real uh, mermaid puppy by the way right <laughs> on rise.tv we'll do a q a and then we'll get into the weirder news of the week we'll see you over there heard about cursed objects you've heard about cursed places what if the stories were real king tut's tomb macbeth the omen the hope diamond curses have fascinated us throughout time but what if there's more to it some legends are just too crazy to ignore Join Ben Solo as he uncovers the creepy and the weirdest top curses in history. Maybe omens and jinxes aren't so superstitious after all. Monsters of the Seas were long thought to be myths. But some magic hunters sought power for themselves, believing that old legends held secret truths. 
Why did the famous occultist Aleister Crowley make his home on Loch Ness? which later became famous for its elusive creature. Why are there so many paranormal sightings in the area? What other creatures of the deep have been spotted in Scotland that are largely ignored or considered local folktales? The human mind enjoys impressive visions of unearthly creatures. Now then, the sea is precisely their best medium. The only setting suitable for the breeding and growing of such giants, next to which such land animals as elephants or rhinoceroses are mere dwarves. Find out what creatures may be a lot closer than 20,000 leagues under the sea. Join Edge of Wonder for a deep dive into the cryptids of the abyss. What has hooves? A goat's head, bat wings, and a forked tail. It's the Jersey Devil, the mysterious cryptid that haunts the forests and skies of New Jersey. But this beast has a story beyond legend. Locals actually claim to be descendants of the original Jersey Devil. What unexplainable things have happened that would convince anyone this creature is lurking in the shadows? Why were Ben Franklin and Teddy Roosevelt part of the story? What kind of devilish winged lizard beings are really hiding out in the cosmos? Are all claims of the Jersey Devil just a hoax? It's time to crack open the edge files and pull out one of our most classified cases yet. As we ask, is this flying fiend real? Find out all about it in Tales of the Cryptids, Episode 2, The Jersey Devil. Only on edgeofwonder.tv Get your questions ready, because it's time for our live Q&A session, exclusively on Rise.TV. All right. <laughs> this first question is cracking me up. <laughs> he 